Yeah, Barry's a good name. A name also that you can't give a nickname to if your name Barry. It's just it's Barry. Like what are you gonna call him? Bear, bar, no, it's 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 you already can call him Bear. You can call him Big B. I guess B, it's kinda like Gary. B, Does anyone call Gary Gare? Yeah, but that sounds better than Bear. Because Bear is like you're bare naked, you're bear, you're a bear. <laughs> you gotta have the E at the end. You can't just be you gotta do something with the bear. podcast listeners for episode number 34 of not to be technical our 36 recorded episode it's your boy nosy Nov and chastity charles in the mix chastity charles baby back to say what's up to everybody i love the nickname definitely suits me not as mean as the ones you've given me (laughs) recently i'll i'll take chastity i don't even really know what that means does that mean like kind of like celibate I believe so. Yeah, they, I mean, they they got chastity belts, right? Chastity yeah. belts uh, prevent such activities that are sexual happening. I don't know really what this is, but uh, as you may have guessed, yeah. Gary's not here again. I don't know. It's uh, probably accounting, but maybe maybe he had too much fun last night for Valentine's Day with the wife. Who knows? Maybe they weren't wearing a chastity belt is all I'm saying. No, I don't know. Oh, but my God. Maybe the chastity belt is really just Gary wearing one knocking on the podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that makes any sense at it, all. It doesn't make sense. But welcome back, everyone. It's great to be back here with you, Dolphus. I, I already forgot what your nickname was. I was going to use it, but I totally failed. Nosy Noff. Nosy Noff, but Nosy Noff, how the hell are you, dude? You know, things are pretty good. I think this is going to be one of my first weekends uh, in a little while where I, I'm going to have some time for myself, which I, I'm pretty oh, excited yeah. about. And I'm also proud to say, like, I've been really working hard on, like, using my calendar more and just carving out time to um, just have for myself as well as really every other facet of my life, like work, personal things, any kind of projects, yeah. not to be technical, and just kind of making sure everything is sort of well-balanced. Um, but I would say that I haven't carved time out to really find dinner today. Um, <laughs> and I really hope that dinner is better than what we had last oh, time God. after the podcast. Well, I, I have thoughts here. So first off, um, I don't have the same issue as the office is not finding time to carve out dinner, lunch, breakfast, snacks, uh, late night orders, Uber Eats. Uh, I don't need a calendar for that. It just happens naturally. So I I haven't experienced that issue, but going back to last week, uh, we had a Valentine's Day episode, episode 33. We gave you some nice techie type things that you could buy. And we also talked about on the episode, uh, a pizza that Papa John's offers every year that's shaped like a heart. So super cute, right? How romantic. Let's get Papa John's, you know, you and your significant other. Uh, I had never tried it before. In office, and I said jokingly at the last episode, oh, yeah, maybe we'll order it right now. Um, well, I guess it wasn't a joke. We ordered it immediately after the show. We, we literally got um, it right after. Yeah. And let me tell you, this is no exaggeration, no drama, like, you know, just a dramatic take on it. It is simply the worst pizza I have ever had. It was disgusting. Uh, it was... It, and I'll, I'll start by saying... I like Papa John's pizza. If you look at the big three pizza brands in the company, or uh, not a company, in the country, <laughs> yeah, the three big brands of pizza from yeah, Papa John. Yeah, no, the no, the three biggest brands that I would say nationally in the U.S. are you know, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, and Domino's. Not saying in that order, but I'm saying just like if there's a not a Mount Rushmore, not a force rank, but a Mount three more, that would be the top three, right? However, in Papa John's, I actually rank as my favorite one from those three. I go Papa John's, Pizza Hut, and Domino's. But and I'm saying that because that's how bad this pizza was. I normally like Papa John's if I'm getting a chain pizza place, but this was disgusting. It tasted like just, I don't know, construction paper uh, as crust. Uh, honestly, construction paper might have been better in office. I, I have no idea. I even tried to have an open mind to this pizza. You know, we were we were discussing this pizza for a little while before we went and got it. You know, we were talking about, you know, do you want white sauce? I'm like, yeah, I'm down for white sauce. But, you know, usually with the white sauce, I like the thin, you know, thin pizza. And at least anywhere on when Charlie was ordering it, it did not say it was a thin pizza. So we were expecting oh. it to be like a more full, fluffier pizza to our surprise. It was a thin pizza. 
Um, and I was thinking, okay, maybe this is all going to be good. The whole experience was just sort of bad from start to finish. I'm going to call them out. It's the Papa John's of Circle in Hollywood. Y'all are terrible. One, we walk in and everyone just looked mad that we ordered this pizza. Like they were just like, okay, we'll take it, I guess. And the cost of the pizza was what, like over $20? Yeah, it was over $20, $21.99. And that's because we added toppings. We didn't add an absurd amount of toppings, but apparently toppings being added to a pizza. We had like two or three. Yeah, it was nothing crazy. They looked at us like we were insane, like forgetting the heart-shaped pizza, the weekend of Valentine's. They didn't treat us well, but the pizza was really what was not treated well. That pizza was really just handled in a way that was just disgusting. I don't know who made it, who came up with it. Do not get this pizza. Never get Mainly it. Mainly crust too. The crust just like is so much crust. Oh, it was it, it not good. So crust. bad. It was. I. I. Yeah. I can talk about this for a while, but I did mention something in there. Just taking you know my thoughts of that particular pizza out of it. Anafis, how do you feel about how I personally rank the biggest? I would say U.S. national pizza brands, which are. Uh, you know, in, in no particular order. I want to hear your order. I think a your, Papa John's uh, Pizza Hut and Domino's. How do you rank them? I think I know your force rank. Um, yeah. Your force rank, let me guess, is uh, Papa John's Pizza Hut Domino's. I believe I did just say it a little bit earlier, but yes, that is the, the force rank. Oh, I didn't realize that your last time was force. I thought it wasn't, so I didn't know if it was. I, I, I made that very confusing. Yeah. I, I didn't need to say that. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. I, I, I did give the force <laughs> rank. Then I said no, no particular order, but I had already given it. But it, uh, yeah, my force rank is uh, Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut. I struggle with Pizza Hut and Papa John's because the nostalgic factor for me is Pizza Hut. Yeah. Personal pan pizzas, I talked about it on a previous episode. I have no idea what episode number it is, but I, I used to get free personal pan pizzas. So that's something I definitely enjoy. Papa John's really is the better quality pizza. So I put the Pizza Hut at second. Domino's, I think, is trash. I can't believe people like Domino's. I like at Domino's. All. I like Domino's. It's like I really only yeah. like their. Um, if I'm getting anything from them, it's their pan pizzas. I don't know why. I'm just such a big fan of them. Maybe it's the same nostalgic factor or college vibe that yeah. I had from it because you could order up until like 4 a.m. in Gainesville. But I'm just saying me and my boy Richard in college, Gary, Gary too, actually, uh, we would get the the large pizza box from Pizza Hut, which had like or dinner box rather. We got two different types of pizzas, all these breadsticks. I uh, you got like some other side too, like some cinnamon roll. It was like all in this huge ass box. Sounds pretty romantic. Oh, very romantic. The three of us would enjoy that way too often. But yeah, I, I think there's some nostalgic factor of it. But I don't know, Domino's. I don't know. Maybe we'll put that on the poll. Like we'll let you, you guys, guys weigh in. Yeah, I mean, we can't really do like a force rank type poll on Instagram, but we could say what's your favorite of the three and see what people say. So uh, that's also a really good segue into our poll follow ups. Uh, I I did not even plan that. But on our last episode, we've been late with our polls lately. We've been, you know, kind of two episodes later, we get to a poll we said we're going to get. We're continuing that trend here. We're out here, though. Yeah, we're out here. We do have the polls. And like I said in our last episode, if you want to see our poll results, They'll be posted on Twitter so you can see later on just what the results were, the percentages, et cetera. Uh, but we just posted earlier today, uh, Novice and I bought two sets of the same kind of collections of NFTs. So they're crypto dads and then an offshoot of those called crypto moms. Uh, so it's essentially an NFT like profile looking picture of a, a dad and a mom, just like a, and they have like a bunch of different things. They're kind of cartoony. They have different accessories. So Novice and I each own a pair of these. Uh, so we put on there, whose do you think is going to be the better investment or the better NFTs? Uh, so far, it is not going well for me in terms of an investment, my man. It's not. No, uh, I mean, Nafis right now is 76% of the votes, uh, thinking that his is a better investment than mine. I only get 24%. Uh, I will say that his crypto dad and crypto mom NFTs, in terms of how they look, their image... They are hotter. Mine are hotter. They, they're uh, hotter. I'm uh, just gonna say it right now. They they are attract. They're an attractive couple. They, they would make some hot. nice crypto babies. Is all they I'm look saying. good. Um, when so when I'll also say that this poll is still you know young. It hasn't fully elapsed. That's Charlie right. has a lot of time to catch up. So we might even give a follow up on this poll on the next podcast episode. Whoa, but, yeah. But I think you know the Charlie, rare double poll follow up. But uh, a couple other polls that'll be coming up. So last episode, we talked about uh, if we were offered $500,000 cold, hard cash, just straight liquid, baby. 
And all you had to do is agree to never smoke or drink or get any type of high or use any type of substance ever again. Would you do it? Uh, we all collectively said no. Gary has also confirmed that he would not do that as well. He does not feel that that is enough for retirement. I was uh, surprised, actually. Yeah, but we did agree that he may be, or Novice and I agreed that he would be the most likely. He did uh, not agree. To, it, he did not agree there. But regardless, you want to see what the audience thinks, so we'll be putting this poll up this week. Uh, we also want to find out uh, if Barry McCarthy, who is the new Peloton CEO, is that a trustworthy name or not? Novice and I had way more thoughts than I expected on this on our I last like episode. Barry. Yeah, Barry's a good name. Uh, it, a name also that you can't give a nickname to if your name Barry. It's just it's Barry. Like, what are you going to call him? Bear, Bar? No, it's 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 you already. You can call him Bear. You can call him Big B. I guess B, it's kind of like Gary. B, Mickey, Does anyone call Gary Gare? <laughs> yeah, but that sounds better than Bear because Bear is like you're bare naked. You're bear. You're a bear. <laughs> you gotta have the e at the end you can't just be you gotta do something with the berry but we want to see Bear if you boy. agree that it's a trustworthy name uh but on that note there's another follow-up we want to talk about too uh so we did talk in, in our last episode episode 33 if you want to go back uh, if you hadn't heard it yet peloton got a new ceo there's a lot of changes they've had a lot of negativity in the past year barry and barry's come in and as soon as barry came in there was also a lot of rumors of huge companies looking to buy peloton because their stock price and valuation has really gone down immensely since especially since the start of the pandemic when everything was booming when everyone was buying around 80 percent. yeah 80 percent their valuation went down since then so an insane amount low buy price for companies such as amazon nike and apple so the follow-up here is Barry's come in. He's been the CEO for maybe a week now or whatever, acting CEO, transitioning. I have no idea. But he's there, and he's got things to say, such as, look, if I really thought that this business was going to be sold to one of these companies that are being rumored, why the hell would I move uh, from California to New York to lead this company? Riddle me that, stock investors and financial advisors. Yeah, riddle him. Yeah, riddle him up. And, you know, that, that's Barry's argument. It's like, look, I could have been doing lots of other time, things with my time. You know, they were way more lucrative, uh, except not move from California to New York. And look, I moved to California to New York. So uh, as soon as he said that, Peloton shares went down 4% the next day. Uh, because a lot of people were banking on them being sold to a company that could. I really maybe, feel like Barry uh, do doesn't like New York. If he's really making that point, he's like, "Yo, fuck New York." I mean, it's a, it's it's expensive to move in general. I mean, it's not like he's going to a cheaper place. But if you really think about it, Barry could say whatever he wants here. It's a win-win situation for Barry. Barry's yeah. now the CEO of a a very brand loyalist big company, uh, Peloton. But let's just say, even if he knows in the back of his head that this it's might still get an exit sold. Plan. Oh, that's right. It's almost like flipping a house. He's going to go in there. Maybe he implements some new things. We're going to start doing rowers. We're going to start doing other stuff, which actually there are rumors that they're going to do. Then things oh, go up. A rower. You would like that, actually. I really would, you would like, like a Peloton I like, rower. I like that. So if let's say he implements these things. Things go well. Valuation goes up. He sells. I mean, Barry's got some stock in this. I mean, Barry's yeah. making out okay. So Barry McCarthy, trustworthy name. I don't know if I trust him on his reasoning on why they're not selling, but I, I do trust that he's in a good position. He's like, hey, everybody stop emailing me about buying this company I just took over, man. <laughs> I haven't even reviewed all the financials. Yeah, block Tim Cook. <laughs> Please block him. Block the guy from, like, who's the Nike dude? I forgot his name. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know his name. It's something. He has a name. LeBron James. Oh yeah, LeBron James. Yeah. I, I could stop trick you with anything. Him. Oh, dude, Super Bowl just happened two days ago in office, and I want to ask you who won the Super Bowl. Um, Rams. I'm shocked you know this. They did win. I will have you know that um, we had some references to it during our uh, company, you know, all hands meeting on Monday, and while that was oh, going on, right. I was googling who won just so I could okay, I could have some context as to what was going on. At the yeah, our, our company did talk quite a bit about it. That makes sense. Okay, <laughs> damn it, they ruined this segment of the podcast. But you know what they're Got not going to ruin, office. Let's get in some trending tech. That's right. Wow, you really picked up on it so quickly here. Uh, Nafis, I have another question for you, actually. Let's say that you're a young man, a young strapping lad. That's me. That is you. Uh, and let's say maybe you're single. Or yes, maybe you're not. I don't know. And you're following some fine honeys on Instagram. 
How, what's your favorite way to engage with these fine honeys on Instagram when they post a story? Um, uh, hypothetically, if you were a strapping young man. Um, I try to find their name uh, on LinkedIn and then, uh, you know, send them a connection and then uh, slowly upvote them on skills they may or may not have. Yeah, that, that's typically what I do too. But I think if you were a young, strapping young lad, uh, what you probably would do is send a nice fire emoji reaction to their story. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I actually don't use a fire emoji that often. I usually kind of go straight for the hard eyes. So they they both do the same effect, but there's a lot of memes out there where the fire emojis, you know, it's just like guys sending fire emojis, but not really like sliding in DMs or just sending fire emojis. No, and, it totally makes yeah. sense. I just go with the hard eyes, but like not at like a, a selfie or something. That's too overplayed. Come on. That's easy, bro. <laughs> Yeah, in that case, I go with uh, what were the other ones? A keep Maybe it one hundred. They still have the one hundred up there. Do people even say keep it one hundred? I don't know. But regardless, uh, excellent. I, I could definitely see you in the mind of a strapping young lad. LinkedIn's uh, where I it's like at the LinkedIn approach though. Lads. LinkedIn is I, I like that too. But no, Instagram is actually going to help out these guys because they're rolling out a new feature <laughs> uh, called private story likes. So right now it works on Instagram. Let's say I post a story. You, you have a reaction to it, whether it's a thumbs up, maybe it's, you know, whatever, the laughing face emoji or fire, hard eyes, whatever. It'll initiate a message being sent, almost like a DM. So what they've implemented now is, is you're going through stories. If you just react, uh, almost like you went to a post or something on Facebook or somewhere else, instead of actually creating a message or a DM, it'll just be when you're looking in the viewer list, you can see like, oh, Nafis has sent hard eye emojis or, oh, Charlie sent a poop emoji, like whatever, but it will not be uh, in the actual DM anymore. So this is something that I think is really meant more for very popular accounts that maybe are yeah. getting flooded whenever they post something. So probably a good move there. It's really just kind of more management of I, engagement. I, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I presume this is also maybe just for like women in general. I feel like probably girls get more reactions to stories than guys do um you know uh, uh, like over over just like the general public uh or, or some sample size but um i do like it i mean i think you know if you're trying to say something to someone you can sort of say something to someone uh through you know a, a real dm but then at least this way you can acknowledge like hey i thought this was cool if someone does check like you know, sort of who has liked a story, they can yeah. see it. And it's, it, they're probably not getting flooded with all of these like notifications that, Hey, someone just sent you hard eyes or something, or it's in their DM. So I like this a lot because then it's like, what do you do? You are, are you obligated to respond to this person or, you know, by just hearting the reaction they just had on your story, which just seems kind of silly when you think about it. Um, so I think overall this, this is probably helpful for a lot of people where you just don't have to have some weird, conversation or just hearting a reaction you're just like all right reactions are there separate from dms and if someone wants to reach out to you then they'll reach out yeah it's not necessarily removing and replacing a feature you can still send a message from a story of course but i think it's really going to change the dynamic uh from the stereotypical uh story that's posted someone is you know just maybe looking at the story and sending fire emojis it may just be kind of like a like now so, well, it'll be oh, interesting, interesting to see how people adopt it. Uh, but the other thing which Facebook has just said, you know, or Meta rather has decided, you know what, we need to make some big changes around here. They started with that office. This next one, they did remove something. They removed one word. Oh, my God. When's the last time you scrolled through your news feed? Maybe two weeks ago at best. Yeah, that, that sounds about right for our age range right now. But you'll no longer be able to scroll through your news feed because they've dropped the news from the name and it's just the feed or not even the feed. It's just feed. So, so, so yeah. Perfect delivery. Yes. Yeah. Very smooth <laughs> on my part. But you know, things are changing. Meta says a lot of stuff's changing. People are confused. Is this news? Is this reality? What is the <clears> source? Is this my dad? Is this my uncle? Is this my aunt? I don't know, but it says news feed. So I must take this as news. Uh, no, it's it's essentially they just want to make it the feed because uh, apparently the naming conventions may confuse some. Uh, but it is actually a very big change if you think about it. A small tweak like this can make a big difference. I don't know if it will in Facebook necessarily in the grand scheme of things. But 
just how people read and absorb things, taking away the word news, it would, I would love to know like data from inside Facebook, what really changes with how people take that and absorb it. But I it's, think it's not going to affect like most users at, at all, Yeah, but it, it's interesting, like the psychology behind it, why they came to this decision. It, it's like, it, it seems like almost like um, the change when you have a change to like a brand's name, like a subtle one where, you know, Facebook was originally called the Facebook. And I think when they removed that, it made it kind of flow better. So I think, I don't know, I'm used to saying the term news feed if you're trying to refer to some sort of like, I guess, feed itself. So I like the removal of it. It will probably just cascade into how people say it in just general terminology, but I don't think the semantics really change. I think it's still just going to mean feed. At least personally, me, I'm not thinking of news. I think the whole idea is like your feed is going to be just content that's generated across the board from all sort of diverse areas that doesn't really constitute as news. My mom's sitting here watching all these cooking videos, which honestly, she she really does cook a lot of that stuff. So thank you, Facebook. <laughs> Your mom's out here making Facebook recipes. She does, honestly, yeah, like very I see often. That. Hey, she's on Instagram too. She likes my post. I, I appreciate that. She doesn't like mine. I, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, also, wait, it doesn't matter. You don't post. You've posted like once in the past like five years. Yeah. That's, it that's, was a popular post, I bet. That, that was a very popular post. I, I'll give you that. It was quite popular because it was your only <laughs> post in five years. And everyone I, I'm trying it. to keep up like where they send everyone a notification that I haven't like posted in a uh, long time. So I have posted. So I'm just keeping up that marketing. same sort of thing. Brilliant. Do you have a, a concept for your next Instagram post? Uh, no. Okay, great. Not at all. Do you have one? For me? Well, there's been lots of events that have happened that you could have posted I feel like they're too far now, though. Yeah, you waited too long. But no, I'm not sure what the next one should be, but uh, I'll I'll let you know. The other thing with this name change, though, so the official thing from Facebook, why they said they made this change, is they said it's better, this name better reflects the diverse content that people are seeing in their feeds since they first implemented the news feed 15 years ago. I don't know if, how early you adopted Facebook in office, but I used Facebook at a time when, you know, you could only really post on each other's walls was the first thing. Like you would have to go yeah. to someone's profile. You would get a notification someone posted on your wall. Then you start oh, the dopamine. Talking. Yes. Yeah, in the poking as well. You would poke. A profile. Oh, yeah. You do that for years. Yeah. yeah. I, it's still a feature. I don't think many people use it, but you could use it if you wanted to. Uh, that might be what a strapping young lad does. That after that he may sees be an Instagram story. That's right. So you hit LinkedIn. You try to get the skills. If that doesn't work, you add them on Facebook. You poke them. They're like this feature here, still a exists. Poke there, little yeah, you know, a little innuendo. I see. Um, <laughs> to answer your question, Charlie, I I don't even know if it was a question. It might have been a statement. But I did join Facebook pretty early. It was probably as soon as they um they took away like the requirement of like a college email requirement. Yeah. And then that's when I joined too. Yep. In there immediately. High school for me. Yeah. Um, I think that was high school. Yeah. I it mean, probably we were was. like a year apart. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, probably high school. Yeah. And I also remember too, that you couldn't originally like or comment on statuses and you always had to have the word is oh, start God. on your status. So it'd be like Charlie is, and then you would write something. And when they first put this, no one could comment or or like or something. So, like, let's say I just wrote whatever I wanted. Like, someone would have to tell me in person or text me or something like that. (laughs) And then they finally added where you can comment and like on things. But it's funny if you look at your history, like, if you've used this all, you're like, why did nobody engage with my post at all? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's why. Or people then see, like, memories or they're, like, scrolling through your timeline and then they just start replying to old stuff you posted. Yeah, be careful with those timelines. You go back yeah. in some of those timelines, you're like, oh, that's it, Social media came out at a tough time because we were young and the yeah. internet was a lot less moderated and a lot less PC. And I, oh, yeah. I definitely have, um, you know, I feel like cleaned up some questionable posts I made. But I think, I, you know, maybe this is a good topic for uh, a next episode in the future is maybe some sort of tool that allows you to, you know, pull together all the posts, comments, things that you've made, made so maybe you can audit them and remove some questionable things that were said on the internet. So 
I Does will, it help? We can yeah. look into that for a future episode, but I will tell you that Facebook allows you to do that. Oh, good. They actually have a very well, like, I, a robust, like, feature for this where yes. you can go in, you can auto-archive and remove posts from, like, certain dates, all of them. You can automatically make them private or only visible to friends. And I think you can even search for keywords of phrases or things that you might have said in the past and remove all those posts. So they've gotten that request a lot wow. because they've been around for such a long time. How about like comments on other people's activity? I am not positive. Uh, I, I'm not positive on that. I would think they would, but I, I can't say that confidently. All right, but for well, your own thing, you can definitely, well, there's some good features there. I could help you out with that. I will follow up soon in two to three episodes or so, six. So that means within two to three episodes or six episodes, <laughs> if you're a friend of novices on Facebook, you can go crazy looking at his old history. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Don't worry. I've cleaned up my own history, Charlie. I've, oh, uh, nice. Very good. I've been uh, quite thorough with that. And uh, Charlie, uh, do you know who else has, a, I guess, allegedly cleaned up their history? Nafis, what a segue, my man. I believe uh, that you are trying to get to trying. the the topic here of MoviePass coming back. Oh, uh, yeah. MoviePass was something I used a lot, Nafis. Uh, how, how about you? Is that something uh, that you use ever? Charlie, honestly, I... I only know MoviePass about things that I've read on maybe like online newsletters, but more okay. specifically from you and you just talking about how like, yo, MoviePass was so cool. It was a thing and then it wasn't a thing. And then you gave me all these anecdotal stories, but I don't really like is movie like I, I know it's like a subscription thing, but is it from like AMC or something? So, okay. So I guess to take a step back, like sorry, I got excited. No, no, no. It's a perfect question. So Movie Pass, oh man, I don't know when it came out. I I, I want to say 2017 or 18. Maybe it was around a little bit before that, but that's when it blew up. The the essentially what it was and why it blew up so quickly is you would pay ten dollars a month for this subscription. They would send you a credit card in the mail, or I guess it was really more of a debit card, and it would get loaded up up to one time a day. If you went to a movie theater, you activated in your app that you were within your GPS of that movie theater and it would load up just amount the exact amount of money you needed to buy a movie ticket on the movie card. So essentially oh, wow. once a day you could go to the movies for free for just $10 a month. So it was an insane deal like standard yeah, movies. It's nuts. Yeah. And what they were banking on. So their business model, right? Business model sounds screwed from the start because you, you can't even pay for one movie with $10. <laughs> so, so what they were doing is they were trying to get a bunch of people to join the subscription and then plan. increase the price. They, they started the to do that a little bit, but not enough where it really was even made a difference. They actually kept the price quite consistent, but what they were trying to sell the movie oh, theaters God. is like, Hey, we'll get these people in the door. You give us discounts on when we actually, you know, load up a card give it to a person so they use on the movie and then you're going to benefit from all the different concessions, all the different things that they purchase. That actually kind of makes sense. The concession point. Yeah. And know? they also would have a lot of data too on marketing. So you join movie pass, you know, they yep. have your information. So it, they would also be selling that data to advertisers or, or movie theaters particularly that would want that data. Yeah. People who are going all the foot traffic to certain locations. Um, that, that actually, that sounds a lot better than what I expected. All I kind of knew about is that it was cheap. People started exploiting it and abusing it really quickly. And then it got shut down because they were probably losing. Money. One of the founders, uh, Stacy Spikes is his name. And there were a few other ones, but I, I bring up Stacy because I'm going to get back to him in a moment. What a name. S.S. Stacy Spikes. Stacy Spikes. That's right. I don't that, trust him. That's a, not a trustworthy name. Not like Barry. Well, you know who didn't trust him to office is actually the rest of the people at MoviePass. Uh, I believe he was fired when MoviePass was bought by like an analytics company when they weren't doing that well or when they started blowing up. They fired Stacy. And the reason why they're in the news and why we're talking about it right now is Stacy has repurchased MoviePass. There's going to be a MoviePass 2.0 coming out which will not offer unlimited movies like it once did for $10 a month. But what it will do is it'll allow people that download MoviePass and join it to watch ads and uh, engage with, you know, I guess things within the app. And you will earn credits or points that you can then redeem to go see movies in a movie theater. That's weird. Um, <laughs> wait, so I, I got to roll back a little yeah. bit. He bought MoviePass he back? 
Yeah, so he founded MoviePass. MoviePass was then sold to like some analytics or or I have the name here. Who who bought them? It was uh, uh, Helios and Mafson Analytics. Completely didn't need to bring that up, but just so you know, I'm not lying. <laughs> they bought it. Uh, he we actually Spikes was part of the founders of MoviePass in 2011. Actually, so they were around for a long time. They used to have a very high fee that was closer to 40 or 50 bucks a month. But when they lowered it to 10 was when they had the big boom in like 2017 or 18 or what okay. have you. So when they were then sold to that company, the analytics Wait, what, company. What year were they hot again? 2017, 2018. Okay, that, that kind of makes sense. I yeah. kind of remember hearing it around that time. Yeah, so that's when he was fired when that other company took over. Okay. And then in 2019 is when MoviePass failed. There was a lot of news like MoviePass was never going to work. They failed. We told you. You idiots, all the movie companies. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, right? I, this sounds yeah. very familiar it, to me. And it became a meme, essentially. Like, everyone's like, oh, movie pass, like, that, whatever, right? So it actually worked out pretty good for Stacy because Stacy founded it. He likely got something from that sale. You know, I don't know how much he personally invested in the company. Like, that information I don't have. If he personally invested a lot and, and lost a lot, then never mind. But if he benefited from that sale at all, then got he, then he got fired and now he's come back and bought that brand or that company back again at, at what must be a much lower price since they've not been around since 2019. And now he's bringing it back. It's a name that people know just from the, the past. It's a very good idea in theory if people are open to almost watching laid, ads. Yeah, watching ads uh, in a way that's also very unique and somewhat creepy. So they're integrating a, a service called Pre-Show. Uh, which I think Spikes is affiliated uh, with as well. And what pre-show does is it actually okay. uses your phone's camera and tracks your eyes as you are looking at an ad to make sure you're watching the damn ad. So it's this not is like real creepy as it just yeah. continues going. Yeah. So, you know, you, you download a game or like some free app on like the iOS or the Android store or Google play store. And it's like, Hey, like to continue, you need to watch an ad. Right. So, a lot of times you put the ad on, maybe you go do something else. Maybe you have TV on. Who knows? You're just, you don't have to watch the ad. No one knows. There's no accountability. Smart. This is the accountability. It'll be watching to see a facial detection technology for watching it. And then it'll give you credits where you can redeem to go see a movie in person. All I'm saying is I didn't trust Stacy Spikes before, but now I really don't because now he's not just selling... A marketing data. He is creating this facial detection database. I, I don't like it. I don't like Stacy at all, and I don't trust MoviePass. Well, what I would say with MoviePass, though, and what I do trust, so to speak, here is that this is a much better business model, right? I mean, Stacy has bought back this company, implemented things that, in theory, should work. A, a service that's very different, but actually, uh, I actually I think this is quite relatable. So it's no secret that Google search is the superior search engine, right? Like, but like how often do, would you use Bing or how many people do you know that use God, Bing? God, when I use Bing, I mean, one, we all know it's the oldies that are using Bing that got like Edge browser yeah. as their default because they don't know how to change yeah. it. But when it's like whenever you search, um, I don't know, I use like the Windows button on yeah. the Windows computer often yeah. you search and then you accidentally search in like Bing. God, that pisses me off so much. Yeah, so that's a smart move by Microsoft, actually, where they get people to use Bing without knowing it, because you could just search in the address bar, and it just defaults to Bing. They own Bing. Like, why the hell would they not, right? But the reason I brought it up is Microsoft actually has this program that's quite popular, where if you do all your searches in Bing, and you, you link up on Microsoft... Uh, you know, your actual, it's like a reward. I forget what it's called, like Microsoft search rewards or like Bing, Bing rewards. rewards or something. Yeah. So if you do that and you use Bing as your search engine while you're logged into Bing, you like collect that. points for doing all your searches in Bing and then you can redeem them for certain gift cards. Uh, you can redeem them for uh, Xbox things like the Xbox Game Pass subscription yeah. or Xbox membership or just games. And I think there's like physical items. So I haven't looked at it in ages, but it's still around. I remember I used to do stuff like that in college. There was like that in Swagbucks. Oh, yeah. Search engine and you can just do, do surveys and stuff. I, I yeah. just had like this like daily reminder on like my phone, which was like, oh, just go in those things, do your five or six searches and then get your points. Yeah. So that's the reason why something like this could work. Because it's going after a different market. What movie? I feel like children. Children? 
I, I mean, oh, when you I know say what? children, yeah, yeah. I mean a younger demographic that has the time to sit there yeah. and watch ads or think that like spending like where they value their time less than yeah. we would as adults. Like, OK, like I'm not going to sit here and watch 40 ads to get like a a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Coupon. No, that that's a good point. And that is very relatable to what you were saying with like kind of like swag bucks and like the surveys yeah. and stuff of the past or the Bing thing even. Too. Exactly. But movie past the original one it really was a trend setting service because at that time, I think movie adoption was starting to go down and this is pre COVID like Makes going sense. to the theaters, right? It was, you had Netflix booming. Like you had all these like Amazon prime HBO was in the mix. Right. So a lot of people were movies were going down in terms of viewership, people going there for no pandemic related reason. Just naturally it was. I, I think honestly, a big part of it is because TV tech got so good over yeah. the last few years. Like, Getting a 4K TV right now, you can get one on Amazon for $400 and it's like 65 inches. It's nuts. Yeah, the technology got better. The ease of like accessibility. Yeah. Netflix internet, and chill, all of the above. Internet also got cheaper and faster at the same time too, right? As things got more competitive, at least most areas of the country. So there's a lot of reasons why movie theaters weren't doing great and people weren't going there as much. Then movie pass comes in and someone like myself, who was only streaming stuff. I went to the movies maybe once or twice a year, max, like maybe like a big, like Marvel movie or, or just some movie that like everyone. Was, yeah. A little date night, yeah. something like that. Absolutely. Like it was not like I want to go to the movies as a regular recurring thing. Then I had a, a friend named Josh, and Josh was like, "Yo, you gotta check out Movie Pass. Movie Pass." I start hearing about Josh, Movie Pass trendsetter. Josh then tells me, "Dude, just get Movie Pass. We'll start good. It'll be fun." And I'm like, "You know what? Ten bucks a month. Why not? That's not much of an investment. Sounds kind of cool." He showed me how the app works. I get Movie Pass, somewhat of an early adopter before like it blew up, and everyone was like, "Yo, how the hell is this working?" And we were going a lot. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, we, I, I think uh, we got a few of our friends to do it as well. You could kind of rig the system a little bit too. There were days where like, I, I obviously wasn't going to movies every day. Like maybe I used this yeah, four to five times in a month max, yeah. right? Like, you know, but it was a cool thing to do with friends. So I remember there were some days where, cause I lived close to my parents. I would go to the movie theater to like the automated kiosk. I would sign in to, um, I would sign into the kiosk there, buy a ticket in advance, and then give it to my parents so they could go to the movies for free. Oh, wow. And I could have done that for anyone, too. Like, if you know, if I knew yeah. you at that time, I could have done that. So it's like there is a lot wrong with the system is essentially what I'm saying. You could just go and buy tickets, like, in person, then go back later. Uh, a lot of ways to rig the system. Interesting. So Wait, so did MoviePass just, like... Did it work with certain theaters, all theaters? Like, what was the constraints there? I think it was every movie theater, like most chains, if not all chains. And there was like a very easy to use list in the app where you okay. could see everything. Uh, so you would go there and buy a standard ticket. You couldn't do anything like 3D, IMAX, Dolby, surround okay. sound, you know, like, which Whatever. is fair. Very fair, right? It's like, okay, How cool. often do you do that anyway? Um, like what? Go to like the, yeah, the like extra fancy shit. I'll, I'll be honest. If I go to the movies now, I prefer to do a nice movie there just cause I don't go that often. Like I will. Yeah. Or if it's like a nice, like, a, like, you know, like I, I can see the appeal to it. And a lot of people do like it. Like it's, it's a huge selling point for a lot of movie theaters now. But what ended up happening is movie pass. Everyone heard of the absurd deal, like how crazy it was. So everyone started getting it. And then they were not profitable. They had all these issues. They sold to that analytics company and trying to get that, you know, I guess business point across where we can sell this data, make partnerships. It failed. They fired spikes. Uh, so MoviePass <laughs> died in 2019. But what actually happened when MoviePass was created and when it died, it created this new demand for someone like myself, where it's like, hey, I would never go to the movies, but... I enjoyed going to the movies here. It was a fun activity. I go with some friends. Maybe we get some food. We go there. You know, like I, I could go with my parents sometimes or give them tickets. It was like, you know what? Like I like going to the movies without spending like nearly $20 a ticket each time. Like this is something I could do. It's like Netflix, but something out of the house. So MoviePass really pushed the other big players in movie theaters uh, to make their own programs that were not as cheap as these programs. Uh, Cause you know, not even they, yeah, cause be they're not here. dumb, but have you heard of any of the other membership programs that, that kind of came from movie pass and kind of what sparked them? Well, I thought movie passes with AMC. So no. Okay. Yeah. So that is true. You, you didn't <laughs> think they were affiliated with AMC. So 
the big one that came out right after MoviePass really got started. They actually, while MoviePass was still going on, they started introducing this. But everyone's like, yo, I'm not going to pay like $23 a month. MoviePass is only 10 bucks." But then MoviePass died. It's like, oh, shit. I can okay. go to AMC and I can pay anywhere from $19.99 to $24 a month, depending on where you live and the timing, for a monthly membership at AMC Theaters Only where you can see up to three movies a week, which is 12 in a month, obviously, for that one membership price, around $20 on average, right? That sounds pretty awesome, Yeah, actually, and, still. And this is still something you can do today. AMC Stubbs A-List is still available on most states. I think 45 states, they have it for $21.95 a month. It's twenty closer to 24 in some states. Uh, I think California, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York. So in the Northeast and then in uh, California. Now, I apologize if this is like an in the weeds question, but is it like, is this like an upfront fee where you have to pay for the whole year of like $21.95 or like, oh, so it's just monthly? It's a monthly subscription, just like Netflix. So cool. Okay. Now, what I I used, so after MoviePass died, me and quite a few of my friends actually got on AMC A-List. We were going to the movies a lot. We'd go, like I said, go get food, get some drinks, go to the movies. And what was really cool about AMC A-List is AMC at the same time, they upgraded all their theaters. They almost all got like these crazy reclining seats. Yeah, they did. I noticed that. Yeah, they went balls to the wall with this. They were like, you know what? Like this MoviePass thing got so hyped. People are getting back in the theaters. I We're like the standard. Yeah. yeah. The stand- I, I, I actually really appreciated that. It made yeah. like going to the movies more of like a, an enjoyable experience. And like, honestly, like I went to one recently. What did I watch like that? Um, Eternals. Eternals. Terrible fucking movie. Uh, I even knew I looked it up online beforehand. It wasn't going to be a good movie. Charlie is like, honestly, you should go watch Doom. Watch the fucking movie anyway. I think I fell asleep for a little bit. However, I was quite pleased with just the standard of what the movie theater experience was. You know, I don't know how much the tickets were, but I'm going to guess like it was anywhere from 14 to $20 each ticket or so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you can pay $21.95 a month at any AMC theater and you can see up to three movies in a week. And remember the restrictions we talked about before, like, oh, you can only do it for standard movies with MoviePass. Yeah. AMC lets you do IMAX, Dolby Cinema, 3D, all included. There's no blackout dates. You can do it on opening night. You're not restricted compared to a paying customer, so to speak. I'm going to be real. I don't even know what any of those things mean, but I like it. Yeah, you can see the highest quality movies available in theaters all within the subscription plan. Uh, you can do it online. You get 10% back for like all the concessions you buy. They send you little gift cards oh, here and there when you collect popcorn. stay buying popcorn and It's shit. hard not to buy popcorn there. And you can't buy like a small popcorn no, because it's like sense. $2 less than the big popcorn. And then I eat all the big popcorn. And you know you're getting a Coca-Cola every time. I actually sometimes try, I may, I sometimes try not to. I'm a Dr. Pepper kind of guy. I'm a Coca-Cola kind of guy. Yeah. That's AMC though. So... AMC was kind of the first one to adopt a MoviePass-like subscription plan to really capitalize the market that was created by MoviePass. Because I would have never done this if it wasn't for MoviePass. AMC found these people that wanted this. They did it in a way that's sustainable. Uh, And also, AMC, I mean, this past year, they became a meme stock as well. So a lot lot of things changed within the movie theater industry, obviously, with COVID. Not related at all to just like the adoption subscription plans. (laughs) But now that everything's come back, now that or in terms of being open, and I think in almost all states, if not all states, you can go to the movie theaters. Subscription plans are back. So they're getting more people using it again. So AMC made the right call on upgrading all their theaters uh, and then making something competitive to get people to go there. I think all of this is cool. I still just think, I don't know. I think it's a, I feel like the subscription still sort of overrated, like, I, I I can't say that there isn't value to going to a movie theater. Uh, I'm sure like one, just the experience of this, like the large screen and feeling more immersed in the whole experience, the sound quality. Um, those are all very attractive features. Uh, and then actually the, um, I think that's, I, I usually discount until I really think about it is watching maybe something that's like a hyped movie along with a bunch of other people. Um, there's something about that, about like, you can sort of almost get a high on other people's excitement. Like the energy of just a lot of people in a room is like a visceral thing, but there's like, I don't know. It's, it's not compelling to me. What about, like, what do you think about it? 
So that was my mindset before I tried it. So I was, before movie pass I was like, you know, this is okay. cheap enough where it makes sense to do it. Then I tried. I'm like, this is actually pretty fun. If I had more time lately, I, I would definitely do it again, especially the AMC one. I really do enjoy kind of or what I enjoyed about it rather is I was seeing movies that I normally wouldn't see. Like when you're sitting on your couch and you're watching Netflix and you're like, oh, you know, like uh, this looks like trash, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Right. Uh, like imagine that classic. except with movies that are making it to the theaters now and you're actually seeing movies that Oscar worthy, things like that. And you're not like, okay. oh, where does this come out later? Like to stream? I'll watch that when it gets on there. And then it never and, does. And which is starting to happen less and less now over, you know, the pandemic and quarantine, you know, Disney plus HBO Max. They're like, OK, we'll do this the first day you can watch it. And they're doing that to some extent still. But that's starting to change and revert back. So you would actually be able to see just high quality movies or movies that you normally wouldn't pay for, but you don't feel guilt or just buyer's remorse or like, oh, like I've wasted money because this is just a subscription that I have. No, this totally makes a lot more sense. Like, you know, $20 a month for, you said basically over like 12 movies a month. For AMC, yeah. So I think that sounds actually quite realistic. I. I, I think you're right. It's it's about it's a time thing. Like yeah. I just don't see myself watching enough movies to make that worth it. Yeah. I'd have to watch at least maybe two to make it be like okay, that was yeah. cheap. But then I, but two movies a month isn't still a lot. To I watch. mean, but I think most people, especially if you think about streaming, too, like watch more than that. Yeah, yeah, right. So the other thing I want to mention too. So AMC is one of the biggest brands in the U.S. The other one I would say is Regal, at least that I'm accustomed to. Seeing I, I'm aware of Weagle. 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 Well, you might be a little bit more aware. I mean, just down the street from where we live, they're getting a huge Regal that like just came out of nowhere. Oh, dude, that looks exciting. I actually get pretty hype every time I drive. Like, well, you might be uh, hyped to learn that you can get Regal Unlimited uh, for anywhere from $18 to $23 a month. And it's the same thing as AMC where... Okay. Is you, that like a tiered off thing? It's like eighteen dollars. This one more dollars. It more? depends on if you want to do it at fixed theater. Oh, it's almost like a gym membership. Like LA Fitness, you only go to this gym, and it's like, oh well, if I get the expanded one, I can go to all the LA Fitness gyms. Or, okay, you know, yeah. So think of it that way. But it also depends. That's small on, range though to like really get. Yeah, I I don't know, but some of the other ones too are. There's gonna be a pricing it's, change for it's sure. Almost, it's just like AMC. AMC charges more in those five or so states I mentioned. Two of the states are actually where um uh the guy barry mccarthy moved to so he didn't get to go to a oh, state that's so cheaper california for, yeah. new york yeah so he didn't really get discounts there if he's an amca lister but damn it's the same thing for regal unlimited here all the different tiers are related on either where the theaters are located that you want to go to okay. or if you want to be able to go to all of them for one fixed price so that's the difference there but it includes all the same things no blackout uh, dates, 10% off, like all concessions. They both do this where you get like free stuff on your birthday. They, yeah, that's fine. Basic stuff. Uh, they also do like exclusive screenings for when movies come out. Like, so, oh, that's cool. Which is different. AMC doesn't do that. You know, there's like a rewards program perks thing. But what is interesting about the Regal Unlimited one is it is truly unlimited. You could go to the movies as much as you want within the thing. That uh, you could watch his movie in, as in many, a month, yeah, ever, ever. As, watch his movie <laughs> ever. as you want, anytime you want. I, you could. What it seems like in theory, what you could do is literally go there every single day and watch one movie at every single time slot. Like you could do that in theory. Uh, so they they are truly unlimited compared to AMC's three a week. It's uh, weird. If you are interested in trying this thing out, again, you asked a very good question for it. You pay up front because annually, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's very steep to commit to. But no, you don't. It's a monthly fee. So if you want to try it out for a month, I would recommend if you're near an AMC or a Regal, just see which one would I likely go to more. Uh, pick the one based on distance there. See how you like it. But cool. it is something, and especially for the price too. You know, if you have a significant other or just a friend that you would like to do this with, you both spend about $20, give or take, for one month of this. Try it out. Go to a couple movies together. It's nearly the same cost. as just No, going, exactly. Yeah, That's if, exactly what I'm thinking. If yeah. you watch two, it immediately yeah. starts giving you return. Yeah. So I, I think it's a really cool thing. Again, something I absolutely would have this subscription. Again, I have a few friends I used to go to that asked me like, yo, are we getting A-list again? Are we going to be A-listers again, bro? And I'm like, uh, I really want <laughs> the to. A-list bros. 
Like, I mean, honestly, Sorry. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's exactly how he sounded. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, you just need to get some popcorn. And, you know, yeah, chill and hold hands and watch a movie, bro. Just casual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, that's, I, I, it was very fun. I would want to do it again, but, you know, I just don't have the time off. I, I got a, I got a big podcast here with it you. It sucks to be a 30 year old man. Yeah, I got 30 years Shit. of life. You got 29 on you. That's 59 between us. I mean, uh, we're really uh, selling I was our like, what? Yeah, that's right. You I'm bad the, at math sometimes. Yeah, it's fine. a very helpful stat. I'm sure everyone was wondering <laughs> our combined <laughs> age right now. But, Novice, what do you think? Are you going to get one of these movie passes? No, definitely not. Like, there's like almost like a, it's like a solid, like maybe 5% chance I'll get it. What what if uh you know you and your girl you want to go to a movie why don't you try this for a month and go see two movies then cancel it see if you like it that could be like a thing I bro you know I don't care about pop culture and shit yeah you're right you don't care about any of this stuff but do you care about yeah. maybe uh leading us into the outro here maybe sending the good people home they're probably home already or in their car but you know just sending them they off. might be in their car I I mean at work I never listen to the podcast at home actually. I mean, I do when I'm editing. It makes it. sense. You do well. <laughs> who cares about all that? No one. <laughs> no one cares. However, I know everyone cares about making sure this podcast continues to grow. Oh yeah, and you can do that by showing some love on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Drop us a review or give us some sort of rating. It's going to help us continue to make this content for you, and we appreciate it. Um, aside sure from that, if you want to continue to like get an inside look on what our follow-ups are going to be in terms of polls, um, please check out our social media account. Yep. It's going to be Instagram at not to be technical, uh, TikTok at also not to be technical. Content coming soon. Oh, so we soon. Actually, honestly, are honestly. really working on it this time. Please yes. keep a lookout for it. Maybe follow us in advance. If you're not using TikTok, you're old and uh, you really need to get on it because uh, it's good. And uh, lastly, at Not To Be Tech for Twitter, Charlie mentioned it before. We post some good content on there oh, and yeah. especially sometimes some of the results of the polls in case you're interested. Lastly, we just got to say we love you. Love you. Appreciate you. Catch you on the next episode.